When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. L. Duncan, Frank Isola, Kevin Blackstone, Israel Gutierrez. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, your upper quartile of the upper quartile. Did the committee get the top four that'll last a week this time? And Brooklyn Nets reverse course on Ime Udoka. Let's go. When the Brooklyn Nets fired Steve Nash eight days ago, the reporting was they were doing due diligence on Ime Adoka. And then minutes after the due diligence reporting, that was the Adoka hiring was imminent. News today, the team will stay with Jacques Vaughn full-time, will not hire Ime Adoka. Adoka remains suspended by the Celtics. The roller coaster that is the Brooklyn Cyclone for at least one minute stops. Frank Isola, around the horn to you on the Nets' decision here to not go with the Dolphins. Stay with Jacques Vaughn. Uh, good job. You know, that's great for Jacques Vaughn. Terrific guy. I think he's a very good coach. Deserves another chance. You know, remember, that story first came out. The reports that they were close to Ime Adoka came out while all this Kyrie Irving stuff was going right. on. So I think a lot of people, a lot of women, I think the league office and a lot of guys were thinking, hang on a second, you have all this going on with Kyrie. You're now going to hire a guy that's currently suspended by another team? I... I don't know this for a fact. I would have to think the league got involved here and said, you know what, don't go down this road right now. He's suspended by one team for a full year. Not now. Not with this team. Kevin Blackstone. I have to agree with uh, Frank on that, and this was not something that the league uh, certainly wanted to get involved in. Um, They didn't want this at their doorstep. Quite frankly, I don't even think they wanted Kyrie at their doorstep. So uh, this this was going to happen. I'll say this, though. um, I feel bad for Jacques Vaughn. Um, you know, having to take over this game. I know it's one of the few NBA head coaching jobs you can get, but of all the head coaching jobs you could get um, coming out the blocks, you do not want this job. This is a franchise mm. that obviously is in turmoil. It is falling apart. Um, you're, you're missing pieces. Uh, it's a horrible, horrible situation. The question is, who else would really want this job? Israel Gutierrez. Yeah, well, when... Um when Sean Marks mentioned uh, that there were not in the works, or it had not been very much in the works, that Ime Udoka was going to get the coaching job, everybody sort of laughed and said, hey, that's just him doing the PR thing. That's definitely going to happen. I would imagine from both sides there were question marks. And you, uh, Mark Stein reported that there was some pushback from people within the Nets organization saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't pile t- another mess on top of this mess that we already have here. Let's give this some thought. But I'm with KB there. Like, if I'm Ime Udoka, I'm probably thinking that it might be better to live out my suspension with the Boston Celtics than go ahead into that dumpster fire where you have no idea what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving and you have no idea if Kevin Durant's going to say, okay, I will stay here and not demand another trade. So I don't think it's a very attractive job and I definitely don't think mm. that hiring Udoka was going to be the, the problem or the, the, the solution to this problem given that, you know, it's just one problem on top of another. And L. Duncan. 
Yeah, um, when I first heard that they were sort of flirting with hiring Ime Yudoka, I immediately thought of that gif, right, where the dude throws the crab legs into the hot oil and then just, like, waits for the explosion and that, it's a, that it happens. That's what this sort of felt like. Like, why take something that's already incredibly yeah. volatile and then throw something else in it? Um, I do feel bad for Jacques, though, because this is his second coaching opportunity, and it is an absolute dumpster fire. When one of the biggest de- decisions that you have to make as a head coach is how you're going to bring back your superstar who's being suspended with sensitivity training for anti-Semitism. Like, this is not at all a situation that he should be in. And unfortunately, it's a situation that a lot of black head coaches find themselves in, in sort of horrible situations where they're left to take what's left. Frank Isola, back to you. The good thing is they're 2-1 and since Jacques Vaughn took over. And the big thing with the Nets, it wasn't offense. It was defense, and they're defending really well. One other thing, too, you know, the Nets can't beat Boston. They didn't beat them last year. They got swept, but they've caused a lot of unrest. The Kevin uh, Durant thing over the summer, is he going to be traded maybe for Jalen Brown? And then even with this situation, the Boston Celtic players felt, hang on a second. You're telling us he can't coach our team, but he's allowed to go coach, uh, coach the Brooklyn Nets. So that also caused some unrest there. We'll see how it works out for Boston. Obviously, for the Brooklyn Nets, I think they did the right thing here. but the headline for you is you believe you don't know this but you believe this was the nba saying no nah, you can't do this a hundred percent i don't think it's too much aggravation for everyone involved he's going to get paid uh, you know ime doke is going to get his money from the boston celtics i think kevin izzy and l said it right give it a year and then everyone will reevaluate he's going to end up getting a job somewhere this actually helped ime doke believe it or not more from the nets kyrie irving and adam silver's meeting was yesterday and reportedly it was productive This was one of the six steps the franchise gave to Irving about getting back to the court, serving his suspension. Jalen Brown, speaking as a VP of the Players Association, says expect the NBA PA to appeal that suspension. He mentioned the distinction between what somebody said verbally and what somebody posts as a link on a platform. It's uncharted territory. So the idea of six steps to return, Kevin, is the Irving suspension unfair? Well, first of all, let me just say this to what Jalen Brown said about the union coming out to appeal his suspension. That's what a union is supposed to do. It's supposed to protect its membership, and that's what they're doing. Now, the question about it being fair, um, I didn't think it was necessary. I'll say that. Um, I think what is necessary is that Kyrie Irving needs to read a damn book, and not one that just somebody spits out on a street corner, but one that's done by someone who's papered, someone who is a scholar, Um, someone who has done peer review research on the particular topic that you want to talk about. Uh, He's had that problem before. Um, And so I don't know that the suspension, unless it's going to require him to do some real study and not just sit down and chit-chat with people about their sensitivities um, uh, towards certain issues, is really the way to go. I'm I'm, I'm rarely in that camp which says you got to suspend somebody in a situation like that. Sensitivity training? No, it's education that he's in need of. Israel Gutierrez. Yeah, well, Kyrie's gotten so many chances to sort of fix his own problem. And what it feels like is happening here is what the NBA gave him, what looks like a list of six things that he should do is really kind of the playbook to recovering from this type of PR nonsense. And whether you want to call it the $500,000 fine or the $500,000 donation as going a little bit too far, that seems like something that they came to agreement with that they they should do anyway and probably just put that onto the list. But it seems like the NBA is saying if we left this to Kyrie's devices, he would not do the right things to clean up his image to essentially apologize to a group of people that he has harmed and so therefore we are going to uh, 
create this list of things that he's going to have to do. Because if you look at all of those individually, none of them are some sort of uh, thing that's too grand or, or over the top. It's all just simple things that you would do if you had this type of outward PR nightmare, which he has put himself in. So I don't think it was too much. And I do think that they're basically trying to do the work for Kyrie that they don't think Kyrie will do for himself. L. Duncan. I don't feel sorry for anybody that put themselves in this situation time and time and time again. They have given him layup after layup after layup and so many opportunities to just be contritious and actually contritious without any qualifiers at all. And he has been unable to do that. All he had to do was say, I fell victim for Facebook hotepping. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed because I pretend to be smarter than everyone. And I fell for it like many other people do. And I unwittingly insulted an entire group of people because I am trying to figure out my black lineage. I am trying to be proud of my black heritage. That's all he had to say. And he didn't do that. He does what he always does. He got combative with Nick Friedle. And then he started speaking in circles and ethereal terms so that we feel stupid and he feels somehow smarter than us, which is what all Barnes and Noble philosophers do. I don't feel sorry for him because they've given him every opportunity to just say, I'm sorry. And if he's not sorry, it's because he actually feels this way. And if he feels this way, he absolutely needs to be meeting with these people that can set him straight. And Frank Isola, hearing the Players Association expects to appeal this and that the meeting yeah. yesterday was productive. Is it time to move forward here and reinstate Kyrie Irving? Well, yeah, well, well a couple of things. I think what Kevin said is 100% right. The union, that's their job is to, you know, fight for Kyrie Irving. I think really what they're fighting for is the five game checks. Obviously, he's going to be suspended for the five games. Now, to Izzy's point about those steps, if I'm Kyrie Irving, I would want to do that because it's not just about potentially being reinstated by the Brooklyn Nets. It's for a future employer. It makes it easier, makes a soft landing spot. If you were to end up, for example, in L.A., maybe the Miami Heat who are struggling right now may think, you know what, let's roll the dice here. So I think if I'm Kyrie Irving, those are not outrageous things. Now, the $500,000, I could see him saying, hang on a second, he ain't taking my money, he already took five game checks. That part I understand. But meeting with leaders of certain groups, I don't think that's asking too much. Consensus last week was, on this panel, that Kyrie Irving had played his last game with the Nets. He wouldn't come back, whether from team's decision or his decision. Now that a week's gone by, Frank, how do you feel? Well, new coach, maybe that factors in as well. By the way, the first game that he can, in theory, come back for, Sunday against LeBron James and the Lakers. I still say it's up in the air. I'm not Al sure I think that he will play for the Nets again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Maybe. Clearly. Well, I don't know who he's going to play for next. Maybe the Nets, but you know what? He's a free agent. He has proved himself to be untrustworthy for the last few years, be it something off the court or because of injury. So I don't know who wants to latch on to this guy. I think it depends on how important basketball is to Kyrie, but I think if it is that important to him, he will have to play for the Nets again in order to possibly play for anybody else in the future. One more story. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, then Tennessee, Oregon. Did the college football committee get the top four right? And will this one hold a week? Israel Gutierrez around the horn to you. They got the top four right. Will it hold the week remains a question mark. Obviously, Ohio State and Michigan don't play each other this week, but TCU plays Texas, and that's a game that they could lose. Even if they don't lose, if they struggle, maybe have to come back in the fourth quarter the way they have been in all of their wins. Oregon has one of two consecutive ranked games this week against Washington. If they blow out Washington, they could be knocking on that door of the top four. So there's definitely going to be some movement. Maybe not this week, but by two weeks, there should definitely be some Kevin Blackstall. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. The only thing that makes me scratch my head is Tennessee losing to the national champions 
in their house falling all the way out of the final four. That's a pretty precipitous mm-hmm. fall for that one loss. Was it the result, though, or was it that it was a manhandling? Frank Isola, bring you in here. Yeah. Is there a chance that Al Duncan will be dancing again on the field when Georgia wins a national championship? <laughs> Absolutely. The team, I think they got this right. The team that I'm kind of pulling for, though, is LSU because of all the criticism Brian Kelly got and with the family and the accent and all that stuff. Can you imagine? Right now they have two wins. Can you imagine if somehow sure. he cracks the top four when all said and done? Al Duncan. <sighs> No, I can't imagine that, Frank, because that will admit he would have beat my Bulldogs in the SEC championship to do it. So that's a hard pass. I actually am inclined to agree with KB here, despite the fact I'm super perturbed that it took Georgia, who was already the reigning champs and had not lost, having to beat the brakes off of Tennessee to, com- to convince the committee they were number one. I still think that, like, last week they kept TCU out of the top four because they said that they weren't winning convincingly. Then they said mm-hmm. that exact I agree same with you, thing Al. this week. Yeah. Right? As like a positive floating ways to win. Far be it for me to have a floating criteria and criticize a floating criteria how things are ranked (laughs) and scored. Oh, look at this. The upper quartile of the upper quartile. Everybody in the final four right now. Wondering what you were doing there. Fire cell next. (laughs) Around the Horn is presented by Johnny Walker. Keep walking. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table, or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport, brought to you by Chase. Got a quote here. Let's see if anybody can tell me who said it. Tanking? That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard that we're tanking. That's bull bleeding. LeBron James. No, Frank. Jim Irsay. <laughs> Tom Brady. Right there on the screen. 9-7-1 gets us in. Why are we tanking? We're not tanking. That's what he told 
The Athletic and Fox 59. Israel, do you believe Ursay when he says they're not tanking? I'm going to go ahead and take Ursay here for his word because this, we're just playing a game games with words here. Okay, if that's tanking, I call their season boomer bust. They went into it with, hey, let's see if this quarterback will fix our problems and we can be the team that we hoped we could uh, we could actually be. It didn't work out, so now they do the patchwork that's necessary. I don't necessarily call that tanking because for who? It's not like there's a Victor Wenbenyama at the top of the NFL draft that they can grab there, so I just don't <laughs> see it as tanking. I see it as just doing some repair you work. imagine him over center? Just like, I mean, a 50-yard bomb would be like a Hand right. off. Blackstone, how about you? <laughs> patchwork. This is patchwork. Patchwork is what you do to your jeans if you don't want to be cool and you have a rip in them. This is throwing the jeans <laughs> away. You just hired a coach who's never been a head coach before to coach an offense with a guy who's barely played quarterback in this league. So they're absolutely tanking, and we know that the NFL has incentivized tanking by the way that they set up their system. And that's exactly what you're doing. If you want a quarterback, the easiest way to get him in this league is to draft one and develop. Frank Isola. Come on, those of us on this show, we all know how important we are, but believe it or not, Jim Irsay's not talking to us. He's really talking to the fan base, and he's talking to that locker room, because when you bring in a coach, no experience, rookie quarterback, in theory, you're tanking. By the way, Matt Ryan, now that you muted me into oblivion, is the same age as LeBron James. So I was kind of close. <laughs> and LeBron James plays with the Matt Ryan. Now that's where you could have gone. L. Duncan, how about you? Um, in that same press conference, Ursay threw out like, hey, maybe we'll see like all three quarterbacks play this year. Who knows? That in and of itself signifies that you are tanking <laughs> on top of the fact that they hired Jeff Saturday because honestly, once the Titanic hits the iceberg, it does not matter who's captaining the ship or how much experience he has because all you got to do is just stand there and watch the ship guide itself to the bottom of the ocean. And that's literally what we're doing with the Jonathan Taylor closer to being cleared to play. Maybe he plays this, this week. That division is still there. I'm playing. We'll move on. Buy or sell two. Aaron Rodgers indicating he's still the reigning, defending two-time MVP on the Pat McAfee show on a four-game losing streak, Green Bay versus Dallas this week. Here's more from Rodgers. Look, I've made a throw that thrown touchdown passes many times. I don't give a one of these experts on TV. <laughs> All right, so he's talking about you guys. After the three interception week, but again, this week versus Dallas, KB, what do you buy? What do you sell from that motivational speech from Rodgers? Well, I'm, sell I'm selling Aaron Rodgers right now because on the Kevin Blackstone fantasy team, he's certainly not the reigning MVP at all. But I'm not mad about that. that. I'm just telling you, you don't care about that. But we do care about the fact that this guy is not performing. We saw the three picks that he threw last week. Those are probably the three worst picks he's thrown in his entire career. And it's, it's time to stop blaming other people and start looking in the mirror and saying, if I'm this good, I need to make everyone around me better. Right, guys, He's a bigger sensitive baby than I am. The one thing he did get right, we are experts and we do know, and we're usually praising him. The reason he's getting criticized is because he hasn't played well. By the way, don't tell us, show us. Go out there and play. You didn't play well last week. Awful game by Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Minus 17. And that awful game for my solar right now. Duncan, how about you? You're not an expert. You're not an expert. <laughs> yeah, I feel like just when Aaron Rodgers can't get more unlikable, he goes on the Pat McAfee show, which, by the way, has been great for us in sports media okay. every I'm, Tuesday. I, I don't care about what's good for you people, okay? <laughs> Talk to me this. He's reminding us he is the MVP, two-time defending MVP. He's reminding us that he threw yes, bad no. interceptions in his career before he's thrown him. 
And he's, he's recovered. Can he recover this week versus Dallas? Del? No, this is the same guy that reminded us a few weeks ago that even though his team lost, he got an A and everybody else was horrible. His team morale is horrible. He's not being a good leader. This is bad. He's had four straight games of a sub-50 total QBR. That's the worst streak for him since he took over the job back in okay. 2008. Take some accountability. Uh, Aaron, I'm sorry. He's not an Aaron anymore. I personally think... I personally think Frank is killing it, by the way. Uh, look, in this same <laughs> interview, Aaron Rodgers said I'm that, he's gonna continue, <laughs> that he's going to continue to inspire his teammates. When do you remember him being an inspiration, at least not publicly, outside of how he plays, right? He's not really been an inspiration. And lately, we've been hearing that his rookie, his young wide receivers are not very happy with him using them as scapegoats for this season. So I don't think he's really helping the situation. Frank. Any last words as we say goodbye here? Yeah. L, let's go for a drink. <laughs> I always wondered what you guys did yeah, when you go back mind, there. That's not a bad idea. You, you call. Black and Stone, Gutierrez, showdown. Four minutes and ten seconds. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Around the Horn is presented by Johnny Walker. Keep walking. Play strictly responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Can you storm the court on the first game of the season for beating a team ranked number five when you were ranked number 14? Ohio State did it last night in beating Tennessee. Israel Gutierrez, around the Horn to you. <laughs> I would argue that's more of a court sprinkle. Uh, not that many people on the court there, but look, yeah, right Tennessee, a women's college basketball powerhouse. It's a Tuesday in Columbus. You beat them, you force 29 turnovers. Why the heck not just jump on the floor? It looks pretty safe. That one doesn't look very I'll dangerous. I'll tell you why. Game. Number one, you were favored to win the game. Number two, you are also a ranked <laughs> team. Number three, you have also beaten top five teams before. You know who should have stormed the court last night? Georgetown fans. They won for only the second time in 321 <laughs> days. They should have stormed the fans. Uh, over at Coppin State, uh, I don't know about that, but you, hey, you had, come from you had about four points there, and that's what you earned, KV. We'll move on. Do the Sacramento Kings get hosed more than any other team in the NBA? That's my question to you. Another two-minute report concluding a big miss call in a Kings loss. You're looking at it, Kevin Blackstone. Is it not so good to be the Kings? 
It is not so good to be the Kings, but it's not so good to be the Kings because they get screwed on these calls. It's not so good to be the Kings because the Kings haven't had a winning team in like 20 years now. Are you kidding me? This is one of the worst teams to play on in the NBA. And no one's talking about that, but they're talking about a call at the end of, of, a, end of a game. Israel? Nobody feels more like a little brother in the NBA than the Sacramento Kings to the Golden State Warriors, who are like 45 minutes away. And then that happens on the Warriors floor. The Kings just have to throw their hands up in the air and expect these things to happen these no, days. No, I don't agree with that. No. They, I mean, and the two-minute uh, – oh, thank you so much. You, you made us feel better that we lost. They, they are in the history of the sport. They lost an NBA Finals appearance to something like this. And now we have it still happening 20 years later. Kevin Blackstone, 30 seconds. Thank you very much. Well, if you were like me, you were up late last night, not watching sports, but kind of a sporting event. It's called the midterm elections. A lot of people won, a lot of people lost. But you know one lesson that politics can maybe take from sports? Take your loss, lick your wounds, Go home and don't yell and scream about it. Live for another day. That's the lesson that can be learned. And that's something that sports has been doing forever. Oh, I know the Saints and the Patriots fans kind of sued for some W's, but not gone crazy about it. So just take the loss and go home. Kings are complaining about a loss.